Welcome to Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. My name is Trish Tonai, host and founder for this series, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who participate in ShareYourStories.online. With me today is Catherine Jelly, who is one of the sisters in the Jelly Girls, and she also is the founder of Our Kitchen Branford. Catherine joins us from Branford today, and we're going to talk about how we connect the community and food. Welcome. Thank you, Trish. Nice to join. Well, you know, we're really keeping it real today, Catherine, because um, we've been experiencing some wonderful challenges with the internet this morning, but we're going to forge on. We're entrepreneurs, right? We're really resilient and flexible. Exactly. So tell us a little bit about how you started Jelly Girls, because I absolutely love your story about starting a business by being in someone else's Garden of Eden. <laughs> Um, I love my story, too, because that, uh, we started out, I'm, I was a young kid, um, one of seven that lived on a farm, and uh, we were in a small town, Mosley, Ontario, and our cornfield used to go on to um, a property beside us, a lovely lady, and we used to be like monkeys in the trees. We used to climb the fence and get in there and eat all the pears and the apples and get into all the bushes and everything else like that, so it was a pretty incredible experience for us to be able to do that so lucky lucky me um my maiden name is jelly so um and that's i have three sisters so you know that's kind of how the jelly girls got started and my mom's on every jar but i had that little garden of eden that i had in my brain years ago back then and then 10 years ago we moved to the country out here and our property was blessed with um pear trees and apple trees and mulberry bushes. And it was my own little garden of Eden that we discovered again here. And that's how the Jelly Girls got started. Isn't that fantastic? What a wonderful way to keep your family sort of connected and all of your sisters involved in a business venture. That sounds really wonderful. So fast forward now to our kitchen, Branford. And I know that uh, that's a really wonderful experience for you because you've really been expanding that business in the last little while. So for the viewing and listening audience that are joining us today, perhaps you can give us an idea and explain what a collective kitchen is all about. Well, a collective um, commercial kitchen um, is a shared commercial kitchen that we've put together in order to uh, be able to accommodate more than one person. It's a very expensive thing to be in the uh, food business um, for restaurant, for starting your own business, for any anything like that. And you need certified equipment in a commercial kitchen. You need to be able to make sure that the food that you serve to the public is safe and done in an inspected uh, facility. So what started out as um, a bigger place for the Jelly Girls to actually create their product became a bigger shared commercial space as we took it over and developed it for everybody and brought the equipment in. Um, it just, it took us a year to build, but it was a very interesting and, and learning experience for us all. And now we have a facility that, um, you know, accommodates 35 and up um, small food businesses. So we're very excited about that right at this period of time, for sure. So one of the things that I know that you're doing is that you have um, an online sort of curbside pickup. and You feature different chefs almost like daily with some of the, the wonderful foods that they produce. So how do you organize who gets to cook what, when and where in your facility? 
We have a schedule. Our back facility is open 24 hours a day in our front kitchen, which used to host a lot of um, classes and uh, events and all kinds of exciting things. That changed when we um, went into the pandemic because we had to find a way to keep our doors open and sell our products. So mm-hmm. our schedule was still there, but our members weren't coming in as they would have. But we turned our front food shop, food shop, our, our front um, facility into a food shop where we sell everybody's food. So now we've set up um, the food that new people coming in, it's actually they can test out their food. Um, some of our members from before can come and do their lunches. Um, uh, one of the people um, that used to do lunches in there is now building um, meals to go. She makes a, an amazing mac and cheese that is just selling all over the place. So when you're selling that well, you just can't do lunch every day. So she'll come in and do a guest lunch with us and sell those incredible meals. But this is how Bale got started. We have Tamale Girl who sells out every other week. Um, very exciting. So. Our schedule, which we're still building on, it's changed so much. It gets to highlight okay. all these very unique and very cool people that they're either a home cook, that they have, you know, Helen Sungarian um, cabbage rolls, that kind of thing. They, they offer all those wonderful things. So we get to have them and have some pretty amazing lunches there Monday to Friday. And, um, you know, it's a schedule that's managed by the food shop. We have um, our person in the food shop who looks after the front commercial kitchen. We have what we call our food shop angel, Amanda, who's in there all the time selling things. But it's a, it is truly a coordination because as we're growing, both the front and the back are getting extremely busy. And Busier, um, yeah. it's, it's wonderful to uh, be able to showcase all their magnificent food. It really is. Well, I I really love the idea that you're really bringing the community into your kitchen because, as you say, um, it's a huge business venture for someone who may have a wonderful family recipe that's, you know, they've given to their friends and family and now they're able to sell it. But tell us a little bit about the, uh, because obviously, you know, we, we can't do come into your kitchen and participate in a cooking class at this particular point in time. But tell us a little bit about, you know, the future. Hopefully in the summer months, we're going to be able to, you know, reconvene and get together again in, in more collective spaces. So how does the, the cooking classes work? So do you bring the chefs, individual chefs in and feature their specialty so that someone like myself can come in and cook? Well, um, we're beginning to do that. It's sort of up to the individuals. The classes that we had before were in person, and that was how we we presented them. It, it's kind of up to them to put them online to do that. So in, in our adjustment with having our food shop there, we haven't really been able to do that yet, but we're planning it. We've had charitable organizations come in and actually film within our kitchen. Uh, right now we have St. Leonard's who are doing their soup cook-off. They are doing it virtually, but they've already refilmed, they've already filmed it in our kitchen. Wow. We have another facility, it's the uh, city of Brantford that we're not supposed to talk about yet, but they're coming into film within our kitchen too. So they're doing it, um, following all the rules within there and filming it and presenting it later. So some of the things that we did were to do a virtual not a class, but to bring people in virtually on Zoom sessions to still see our right. kitchen because we're, we're right. very unique. But uh, yeah, the classes are starting again. 
we're going to do all kinds of things we have planned to do within our front kitchen. So um, it's exciting to be able to expand that food shop now into something that will actually present classes and prevent demonstrate present demonstrations and that kind of thing. So we're well, there. one of the things I really love that you've been doing on social media is you've been introducing some of these wonderful chefs. So tell me a little bit about like, how does a chef actually find you? How are you finding all of these amazing people that you're being able to feature in the kitchen? Well, for a while, we were one of the best kept secrets around. But we've <laughs> been out there experimenting with social media. I've been challenged with that because um, I don't really have that in my background. So we've depended on a few people. We've done a bit of filming with some local people. We've also engaged someone new to do that. But we get out there and we we have an exceptional chef who's on our staff, staff and that's Chef, um, chef Jules, Julie Yurkak. And she's a double red seal chef. So she sets a terrific wow. example for everybody. So just being within the food community um, and people that are coming in, they love to cook. They have their specialties. So we promote them to get out there and come on, come on, let's, let's try that. Let's do some lunch. Would you like to expand with that? And right. the word is getting out and we're starting to grow. Um, I think lunch in there for one person was way too much. So now being able to set the days up like that is pretty incredible. But we've been just starting to build our, um, our community of, of chefs. Um, we go out there, we, we just enjoy it. And like our chef used to work under Chef Stephen Smith, you know, like there's some big names that they've actually worked with. And um, the local people, they're, to me, they're all celebrities, the local chefs that are around. And we like to, to invite them to come in and to work with us and to do this. It's, it's a, a really hard hit community and everybody mm -hmm. has the love of food. So we really, really enjoy to share that. So we invite chefs in, they don't have to be members. They can come and cook with us. We're waiting till we get a little, little more leeway till lockdown stops and we can open up our kitchen more, but we've stayed active and wow, well, we love our chefs. We really do. You know what? I have to say that I, one of the things that I really admire that you're doing is you're almost helping to mentor some of these folks because, you know, to your point, some chefs are very outgoing, but others are actually really shy. And the, you know, the marketing part of, of sort of talking about what they do, they're really not comfortable with. And what I love is that you've sort of taken over um, helping them spread the word about who they are and what they do. And, that's really quite an amazing accomplishment for you and your team to be able to mentor those folks. So congratulations to, to you for that, for sure. Thank so you. one of the wonderful, talented. you know what, one of the wonderful things that we love is you, now how many times do you feature the Jelly Girls? Have you had your sisters in there doing some sort of crazy things with uh, how they do preserves? Have you been, have you been helping folks with that? No, the unfortunate part about that is uh, I miss my family. We can't yeah. we can't do all this. The Jelly Girls grew to it was me, Mom, Chef Jules is my top cook. She creates everything in the kitchen, but we haven't been able to be together as a family and to do things like that. So right. it's actually been pretty precious the times that we have been spent together. They right. used to be uh, a whole lot more involved, you know, with all kinds of things, but. You know, it's just us forging through now to to do this. So 
the Jelly Girls, we still like to do the little road trips. We haven't been able to do them as successfully lately, but we're, we'll be back out in the in the fields visiting our, our friends. We have quite a network of people that we deal with, the farm community and everything. So we'll be expanding to go out there to do that. But um, yeah, I, I really love the fact that my family was so incredible. I see all, you know, my sisters were more so the cooks than I was. So it's really, really a, a precious thing for me to see that I've actually taken on um, doing the gems and the preserves. When I was the one who, you know, if I couldn't glue it, I couldn't do it. So right. they did all the um, cooking and everything else. I had no need to. So um, they've nurtured me as well. So. Well, I really love the fact that, and we'll, we'll certainly start watching you on social media so that we can sort of see when your road show, when you go and we take your, your show on the road with the Jelly Girls, for sure. Now, one of the things that we do in the guest blog is we ask folks to share three words of advice. And I have to tell you, I really love your three words because they are just be you. And tell us why that's so important to you. Well, just be you. There is nobody else like you. There really isn't. Um, you need to express yourself, um, show your own passions. You need to, to get your own joy within your own life. So follow what you need to do and just be you. You only have yourself to make happy. So if you're happy, then, then you're creating the life that you want. Well, thank you so much, Catherine. I mean, I, there, those three words of advice, I think, are something that can uh, each and every one of us can sort of appreciate. Um, and to you and your team, I really want to thank you for all the community support that you have provided during this difficult time and helping to support not-for-profits and doing your wonderful, um, you know, giving sandwiches and so on to people in need. So I wanted to give you a, a little bit of uh, credit for, for helping out in your community as well. So thank you so much for that. Thank you, Trish. To the viewing and listening audience today, I hope you've enjoyed this edition of Business Mentorship Keeping It Real, where we introduce you to the person behind the logo. And we certainly invite you to join us with your story by visiting our website, shareyourstories.online. Thank you so much. Thank you, Trish.